Right, time for some positivity here on the country. Joining us now is Genevieve Stephen, Rabobank's red meat agricultural analyst. And Genevieve, things are looking really good for the red meat industry. Uh, you've got some positives that we've been able to draw out of the last five years. You've just released a report looking forward into 2025 called Capitalising on Tailwinds. What have you got for us? Good afternoon and welcome back for the new year. Good afternoon, Ro. Great to be back on the show. Happy 2023 to all the listeners. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting report, actually. It's um, really exciting to be able to look back on five years of success in the beef industry, um, seen extraordinary growth and demand from China, and we'll be able to respond to that by lifting um, our production and also our exports by 21%. So some really great news there, and that's flowed through to strong profitability in the sector and really puts us in a great position now, leaning forward into um, the coming years. Um, we know we've got some challenges coming for our industry, um, and a really strong balance sheet puts us in a great position to be able to um, invest and to lean into some of those challenges and capitalise on the tailwinds of experience. Um, and some of these challenges will be familiar to everyone, Row. Um, we know that the industry needs to reduce supply chain emissions in response to our um, commitment to the Paris Agreement. And we also know that we need to find a useful non-replacement um, carbs from the dairy industry. So these are two pretty complex issues, which are fairly nuanced, and they are big challenges, but I think there's some really awesome opportunities within these uh, for the beef industry. In your report, Genevieve, you mentioned that Fonterra are set to bring in new rules mid-2023 that specify all non-replacement calves must enter a value stream such as dairy beef finishing, veal production or the pet food industry. This is different to what we have traditionally done. How well do you think farmers are going to adapt to this change? I think it's a challenge that's going to be an issue, well, an issue and an opportunity for the whole supply chain. Um, firstly, for our processes, they're already facing um, labour shortages um, and it's a condensed processing period, so that's going to cause some additional challenges for them. Um, and for our farmers, I think um, there's going to be a lot to work through in terms of how this flows through, and the industry is doing a lot of great work and behind the scenes to start working through some of those technical aspects um, to come back to farmers and, and help provide some of that support um, and solutions. What kind of opportunities exist in terms of maybe being able to better integrate the dairy and the beef industries? There's quite a few opportunities, Ro, and being able to better integrate the dairy and the beef industry is going to have opportunities in terms of helping to reduce emissions and also to find end use for non-replacement um, dairy beef calves. So um, one of the opportunities here is for the beef industry to leverage all the great work that's been happening in the dairy industry already to try and reduce emissions. So the dairy industry has been investing in genetics and looking at technologies. Now those technologies um, help reduce the emissions profile of the dairy beef calf, which then flows through into the beef industry. That's a win for the beef industry. The other thing we know, and there's been some great studies released recently using life cycle assessment methodology, is that a dairy beef calf has significantly lower emissions per kilogram of product than a straight beef calf. And that's because of the emissions of the dairy calf's mother that are attributed to milk production. So there's a nuance in the, in the methodology there that could really be of benefit to the beef industry um, if we think about how we could further integrate more dairy beef calves into the beef um, supply chain. I guess the next step from there as well is how we sell that, how we shout that, how we market and brand what we've been able to do here. Are we going to be good enough at that? 
I think we're already doing a, a lot of great work in this space, Ro. Um, our meat companies in Beef and Lamb have been investing a lot of time and money into to marketing um, and creating that story. The piece behind that's going to be really important is to be able to prove what we do and to have the credibility to back up that product. And that's where Hewaki Kanoa is coming into play and is going to be important for actually being able to help provide a framework which we can use to show how great we are. Yeah, I can't wait for the moment where we all start to agree on which science metrics uh, the measuring can be taken from and then we can actually really start to hit uh, the markets and kind of, I guess, push some of our competitors out. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. Uh. That's my goal for 2023. Come on, guys. We need to agree on the science. We need to know where the line in the sand is and then we need to capitalise on it. The report is called Capitalising on Tailwinds Through to 2025. You can grab it from your local Rabobank. Bank representative Genevieve Stephen, really appreciate your time. Nice to start 2023 looking at some real positives and opportunities. Appreciate it. It sure is. Thanks, bro.